changing minds one thought at a time. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our Sunday night inspiration call. Good evening, Akina. How are you doing tonight? I am great. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing awesome. Um, I am a little bit sore today, and I will share why um, on this call. But, um, you know, tonight we have a really important topic we're going to talk about, and that's really staying the course when things get really difficult. So oftentimes people set these really, really big goals, and Akeen and I know because we set really huge goals. We're playing a really, really big game. And oftentimes you do everything that you hear about, everything you think is required to really make that goal happen. You've done and maybe you've been listening in already for a while. Maybe you've been following us for a year on the call. And you know we talked about, you know, creating a vision statement, creating vision boards, you know, using the affirmation, using gratitude. Maybe you're even using our book. And, you know, you're doing everything. You're going through all the motions. And it just seems like none of it's working. It just seems like, you know, you're not getting the results fast enough. Well, we really wanted to talk about today when that when you're in that boat, staying the course. And, you know, I myself, I, I picked this topic for the show, and it's not what we originally planned to talk about. I myself am struggling with this for a moment, and I really needed to kind of center myself and get focused on what my vision is and why I'm creating it and really just kind of convince myself to stay the right course. And I had an experience this weekend where I decided to run a 12, it was a 12-hour race. Uh, it was my very first trail race. It was called Racing with the Devil in New Jersey. And so if you follow the show before, you know I'm a runner. If you haven't followed the show before, by the end of the call, you'll know that I'm a runner. So um, I decided to do this race. Now, many of you know that I've been um, declared I was going to do 30 marathons. I am doing 30 marathons on my 30th birthday. So I have now done eight marathons, so far seven this year, and I'm working towards that goal. So I had decided I wanted to switch to ultra marathons. And I, I did that because, for me, the thrill I get out of running, one of the most exciting things was just really not that kind of making it to the finish line. nice to make it to the finish line. And for me, I, I think it's fun. I think it's exciting. The adrenaline's going. You're pushing yourself to do something you're not really sure you can do. And for the first few marathons I ran, I really wasn't sure I would make it to the finish line. The first uh, marathon I ever ran, and if you're a runner, you would appreciate this, but I never had run more than a half uh, marathon in my entire life. Every you know step I took after that half marathon mark was my longest run. And um, initially, I really didn't think when I signed up for it that I was going to make it to the finish line. I just kind of said, okay, I'm going to get as far as I can get. And I did. And it got to the point where it was a marathon became anticlimactic. I knew I was going to get to the finish line. I decided to switch to ultras. Now I was looking at it, and I signed up for the New York Roadrunner 60K race coming up in November. And then, you know, I found up I found another race in, in New Jersey. And I, you know what? I'm going to do this one in August. And I'm just um, just on Friday, I was sitting. I had no plans for the weekend. Um, didn't really want to go to the beach, which was what I initially was planning on doing. I said, you know, I really want to run. So I was looking for races to do. I was looking for marathons to do. I was kind of bummed out because I couldn't find a marathon. And then I found this race called Racing with the Devil. They had three-hour options, six-hour options, nine-hour options, and a 12-hour option. So this race, um, the way it works is you take the number of hours 
and you were going to run on this course, and you stayed on the course, and you saw how far you can go for the time being. So it was a trail race. Now, I had never done a really true trail race before. I did do a marathon, the Kingston Classic Marathon. I was on a rail trail, but it was mostly a paved rail trail. It wasn't really doesn't really count for me, especially after doing this race. I certainly don't think it counts as a real trail race. So I decided to do this race. Now, I had no clue what it entailed, and I'm actually really glad I didn't know um, because I think I probably wouldn't have signed up for it if I knew what I was signing up for. But when I got to this race, it was um, it was what you were doing. Is you were running, was at a ski, um, ski place, and you were actually running up the Black Diamond ski ground, ski route, ski the hill, the mountain, and you were coming down the ski path, uh, different path, but you were coming down the path. So, again, if you run, you would appreciate this. If you don't know, just know it's a really, really big change. You're actually, we were doing a three-mile loop, and that three-mile loop, we were gaining 1,100 feet in elevation, and then we were coming down 1,100 feet in elevation. So, you know, in non-runner's terms, it was pretty much a vertical loop. Um, it, it just when I when I stood at the bottom of the hill, I actually paused for a second. So this is just physically impossible. I said a person can't do this, and I'm just picturing it, looking at it. And I said, yeah, I don't understand. If you're standing up, but to me, it seems like your body would be perfectly you know, parallel with the ground. It looked like such a big incline for me. And I said, oh, I don't understand how this could even be done. But I started to watch people run up the hill. And I said, All right, well, the mountain, even hill. So I said, All right, let's just do it. So I started doing it. And the first couple loops, it was the first loop, I mean, it just, I just started laughing. I mean, it was just, there was no, I, I personally didn't run a, a single step in this, this race. I was walking the entire time and just, it just, the sheer physical, physicality of what was required to even just walk up the mountain, which really was more than I've ever done before. And I just started laughing halfway and I thought, there's just no way I'm going to get to the top of this. I just, I don't know. I'm going to have to come down on the ski lift. They'll have to send me the ski lift to bring me back down. But not only I was so excited, I was at the top of the mountain, and I took a picture at the top of the mountain. And then I actually realized I was only at the halfway point, and I had a whole other half of the mountain to climb. So I started to climb this mountain. And um, I did. I got all the way to the top. And it just was, um, there was, you know, there was really no trail to run on. Um, I was I had the benefit of actually being one of the runners at the end of the pack. So I had other runners who had made a path through the grass for me. But otherwise, we were really just running in waist-high grass to, up, up a mountain. And, you know, I'm going into details because life is so much like this race. You know, we all have this goal. And it may be a really, really big goal. Maybe you want to just touch millions of lives. Maybe you want to be a millionaire. Whatever it is that you want to do, maybe you pick a fitness goal like I have. Maybe you want to run a marathon and you haven't done that before. Whatever it is that you want to do, we often set really, really big goals. And it gets really tough along the way. You you have these obstacles in your life that just look insurmountable. You know, just like I looked at this bottom of this mountain and I said, there's just no way I can do it. You know, you're going to have those moments. There's a couple lessons that even just from what I shared just now, we can already learn. The first thing is, bottom of that mountain, is I waited for people to come and to do it. When I saw that other people coming off the mountain, I bought into their belief and said, okay, this is possible. Whatever goal that you have, chances are somebody's already done it. 
So look at their belief and borrow from their belief and follow in their footsteps. You know, the same way where I ran, where the other runners ran, follow in their footsteps. If there's somebody who has done something really amazing in your field, you know, maybe you're a professional network marketer like Akeen and I, you know, then follow after them. Find people who are leaders in your business, you know, leaders in your in your company, you know, leaders even in, in the industry, and do what they're doing. You know, when you if you want to be successful, emulate what successful people are doing. That's something Akeen and I do all the time. And we both follow different people. We're both inspired by different people who've done the, the respective things that we want to do. And, and what Akeen and I want to do, even though we have the same vision that we really have for this company, our, our goals are different. We follow people who've done what we've already wanted to do. And then the other kind of part about it is really just staying the course. And that's what we wanted to talk a lot about tonight. You know, oftentimes it's just challenging. It's really, really hard. And, you know, I'm going to share with you on my on this, this journey through this, this race. I signed up for 12 hours. Now, my intention was not actually to do 12 hours. Um, when I got there, I, I didn't think I'd be able to stay on the course for 12 minutes. I, my goal was that was to do a the marathon distance to do 27 miles. Every single lap that I did, and this was a, it, this was a loop, and it was the biggest. And I've actually read this. I was reading the book Running Past Midnight from Molly Sheridan, who's an ultra marathon runner, and she had put like one of the easiest races to not finish on. They say DNF in running terms is when you're doing a loop and you pass your car. Well, that's what this was. I mean, we would run up the mountain, run down the mountain, and then we would run to an aid station where was a building, the ski lodge, actually, with the car was in the parking lot of the ski lodge. And you would, you know, have, they had food there and they had everything you needed to be hydrated and over 90 degrees. So we were sweating. We needed to stay hydrated. We were replenishing the nutrients. I mean, you knew that the second you step foot outside of the ski lodge, you were going to be walking or running. Some people were running up this insane mountain. I mean, to feel, to feel like sheer physical torture. I mean, it hurt every single step was painful. I mean, it was unbearably painful at points that, you know, just asking your body to do something that physically I, I wasn't conditioned to do and physically a lot of people would say was impossible to do. You know, it's really a set of, really it's just a test of mindset. Now, I didn't stay on the course for the 12 hours. I stayed on the course for seven and a half hours. I also didn't wind up doing the um, full marathon distance. I wound up stepping off at 18 hours. I didn't consider it as not finishing. Um, I had pushed myself until I believed um, as a runner, and I really truly believe as a runner, if I kept going, I would have been injured. It wouldn't have been good for my body. But there are many, many points in that race. I mean, after I would say the first hour, um, after the first loop, there's nothing I wanted more than to just come off the course. There were several times, I mean, I had fallen, um, I fell down at least a dozen times in the race. I mean, it was very slippery. I'm, I wasn't used to climbing that way, so I wasn't trained for it. I didn't know how to run up. I didn't know how to run down. I didn't have the right gear looking what other people had. I knew I really wasn't wearing the right gear. It also was pouring rain. So um, it was just, we were wet, it was muddy, the grass was wet, I kept slipping. There was nothing more that I wanted than to just come off the course. And I went and I did six loops, which means five times that I I was in the lodge and I walked away from my car into what was going to be a painful, horrible experience. I mean, running up that mountain was not a pleasant experience. It's funny because people often say that marathon runners or ultra marathon runners 
you know, are all masochistic. And, and after this race, I know it's true because, um, you know, when you're doing it, you start off loving it, but you really just wind up at this point where you just want it to be over with. And you go through this entire this kind of set of emotions, this whirlwind of emotions of either this high and low. You know, there were times at this race where I actually started to cry because I just didn't want to continue going. And it was amazing because I, I remember exactly where I was. And, you know, I remember just thinking this is going to make such a great podcast. And um, while I was in the race, and I also was thinking about the mindset. And I, I think a lot about mindset. Oftentimes races become very meditative for me. I get a lot of clarity when I'm racing. Um, probably another really big moment of clarity for me, I was skiing. And uh, anytime you really just put your body through something that's really strenuous or, for me, I think fearful or exciting or adventurous, I tend to start thinking a lot about my my life and, and get a lot of clarity on, on mindfulness. And what I really thought about was this is such a big test of, of, of will for me. This is such a big mindset test for me. You know, I'm on the journey of playing a really, really big game. And right now, things I have a lot of obstacles in my way. I've made a lot of huge life changes. Um, I've moved in the last year, last few months. Uh, I exited two jobs over the last couple of months to really just create my life by design, to really live my life the way I want to live it, which is what we all deserve, to live the life we really want to live. We all really deserve to be truly happy. And sometimes it really just takes the, just getting rid of everything that's comfortable, everything that you know, and embracing everything new. And we often say on the show, you can't create something. You can't really have everything that you want if you're not willing to give up what you have that you don't want. This is to say that, again, you can't have everything you want if you're not getting rid of things. So a lot of times people, they become comfortable in their situation that they are not happy in or not comfortable in. And yet you stay there because it becomes really comfortable. And leaving that comfort zone, and that's why they call it comfort zone, leaving everything that we know, it's going to be really hard. There's going to be challenges. And challenges. And Akeen and I were talking about this, you know, just before the show started, that you have, and that's how we actually um, picked this topic. And I'm going to ask Akeen in a second to really just share the advice she gave me because Akeen gave me some amazing advice on this today when I came to her and said, girl, I just don't know how much longer I can keep doing this. You know, there's going to be times when you're playing a big game. And if you're playing a small game, and this doesn't even apply to you, so you could stop listening. But if you're playing a really, really big game, if you're out to do really, really big things in this world, like we are, like, a, you know, we, we, we know our listeners are, if you really want to make a difference, if you really want to be in contribution, if you really are serious about getting the things that you want, you're going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be things that get in the way, it's going to be hard. And if you're really looking to do something great, and I'm not talking about something like small, but if you're looking to do something great, it's going to take a long time before you make it happen. And if, you, if, if you can just leave your hands like magic and it just appears, well, you're not really thinking big enough. And oftentimes, you know, what we, what we are able to do may be different depending upon our skills and whatever, you know, we bring to the table. But if you really, really want to make it big and do something extraordinary, if you just want to rock this world, I mean, it's going to take time. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, I am two years on my journey of completely changing my life. Well, where I am compared to where I, I, I was two years ago, it's just absolutely it, it's extraordinary. It, it, you cannot compare it. But I'm not, I'm, I'm happy with where I am right now. 
in the sense that I am just proud of where of, of who I am. I'm I'm thankful for what I have. I'm thankful for getting here. I want to acknowledge myself for 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 getting this far for being on this commitment. But I know I have further to go. I know that I'm still on my journey. That I'm still in this process. And I think that anyone anyone is really when there is no such thing as just arriving. When someone says like I've arrived, stop following them because really they're not they're not still doing great things. I mean, even some of them, not even, but especially the people that I know who admire the most, who are up to the biggest games and making the most impact, the biggest impact in people's lives and just really doing extraordinary things. They are people who are always evolving, always doing personal development, always setting another goal. So, you know, it's going to get really hard. Here's the thing. It's a choice. It's really just a choice. Now, I was on that in, in that marathon path, when I left that lodge every time, it was a choice. I knew how hard it was going to be. I knew how painful it was going to be, but I was committed to it. And I put aside the fact that it was going to hurt, that it was going to suck. Like, it was. It was just not going to be pleasant. The fact that it was raining and I was wet, that my shoes were wet, that I was, my skin was chafing because there's no ointment in the world that's going to save you from, you know, running through the mountain with wet running clothes from the rain. I mean, it's like I knew how hard it was going to be, but I made the choice to keep going. And I, you know, wish I can tell you that it was something different, that there was some sort of magic cure, that there was like a secret solution, but it's really just a choice. When things get hard to keep going, it's a choice. And it's a choice you have to make daily. I mean, I'm telling you that I was sitting there on the on the path and I was crying because I just didn't want to keep going that Every step just was more painful than I thought I could bear. And I decided to do another lap and do another lap and do another lap. And I kept doing that, like I said, until I pushed my body to the point where I knew my body was just, my body had was physically done. The fatigue had set in. I said, okay, you know what? I mean, could I have kept going? Probably, but I probably would be injured and I probably wouldn't be running the rest of the, the season. And running season is just really just starting to peak. So I decided not to do that. But it was a conscious choice. Um, and that's one of the things I also want to talk about and bring up, that when there are times on your path where you do need to make those choices of what is good for you, and I call that standing your vision versus standing your ground. So my ground for that race was I was going to run 27 miles, which was the relapse, which was what I was required to do to get that marathon distance. And my vision is to run 30 marathons before my 30th birthday. Well, I can tell you had I actually stayed on that course and run another nine miles, probably would not be running 30 marathons on my 30th birthday because I would have injured myself. And that's something that's really important to realize too. Stay the course, but know what your overall purpose is and keep that in mind when making small decisions and don't beat yourself up. If there are times where you have to make decisions to stop doing a short-term goal, if it's no longer serving a purpose for you, if it's no longer adding value to your life. Now, Akina, I know I just kind of shared, I spent a lot of time sharing about my marathon and really my story of what I learned. I also want to just kind of, you know, have you just share, um, you gave me some amazing advice today about really when I came to you and just said, Akina, like, I really want to see results showing up faster. And anyone who knows me knows I'm an instant gratification person. And people say about me all the time, I want what I want, I want it now. That's that's who I am. So doing something with that takes time, that process, it is outside of 
my comfort zone. It is not, you know, who I was when I started this journey. I wanted everything right away. And it's hard for me. Like, Kina always keeps me grounded in it. So, Kina, like, can you just use the rest of this time to really kind of share um, what you shared with me, with me when I said, you know, I want results faster? Certainly, Jessica. You know, a lot of us want uh, results faster. I mean, I was that person as well. I wanted it now. I wanted it, you know, right now. You know, I call myself a microwave person, you know. But what I had to learn once I uh, started working in corporate and, and beyond was that things that are worth it are worth the time. Uh, there is a development piece in it. There's always a building moment. You always have to build to your next level to get to your next level to get to the next level. And everything that you learn on each level is going to help you enhance yourself once you get to your purpose. And when you are really, if you skip those steps, it's those skills that it's going to take to make you the ideal person once you move into your purpose. That is a lot of the reason why some people get to where they want really fast and then they kind of flounder because they miss the steps, they miss the skills that they need to learn to really home in and be all that they could be in in their ideal position. Does that make sense, Jessica? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's skills that you require to learn along the way. You know, and oftentimes, mm-hmm. like, we pick a really lofty goal, and, and the one I always hear most common is, I want to be a millionaire, but people don't want to do the work. It's actually really funny, because I do mm-hmm. mentor, um, first with someone who's a millionaire, and a friend of mine had signed up for this course, and after the first course, she came to me and said, I can't believe you, you know, told me to sign up for this course. It's a horrible course, and uh, this person is just making us do all this work. She's like, I don't want to do work. I just want to be a millionaire. And I had a laugh and just say, well, how do you think that she got there? I was like, you really can't. It's not, you know, there is no secret sauce. There's no magic secret, right? You can't just learn a formula and do it. You're required to do the work. And she said, well, I'm not willing to do the work. I just want a process to follow. I just want someone to tell me what to do and then to do it. And that's the thing is you have to actually gain the skills. You have to gain the mindset. And you have to go through those challenges. I can tell you right now that just for me, choosing to do another lap was personal development. It's like probably the biggest, um, I don't know how to say it, the biggest kind of endurance I've learned in my mindset, if that makes sense, is that, you know, when you keep choosing your purpose, keep choosing yourself, it gets easier, you get better at it. It's like building a muscle, like at the gym, lifting weights. You know, it's, you really, you're required to learn steps along the way. You know, for me, I was unorganized. I needed to learn how to get organized, disorganized. I was disorganized. I needed to learn how to get organized. I couldn't um, be successful, right, in, if I didn't have the skills required. Some people, are, and another area I want to improve still, and I'm still taking classes on, communication. You know, maybe you want to be a millionaire. Maybe you want to be a really successful mar- network marketer, but you're not a great listener. You're not a great communicator. Well, then you need to have that skill first. So the same thing with me. I wanted to run a marathon. Well, there's certain skills that you just require, and Akina can tell you because I – trained for a year before I started running marathons, or almost a year, because I needed to to gain certain skills before I could just run up a mountain. So, you know, Akina, it makes perfect sense. You know, as you're going through this this process, 
you are going to um, need to learn skills. You're gonna you're gonna learn skills along the way, and that's gonna help you be successful. And Akina, I love what you talked about earlier with me about acknowledging yourself for where you are and and celebrating small victories. Do you want to elaborate oh, yes. a little bit about? Oh, definitely, definitely. So now you're building the skills, but of course, you know you're frustrated because you're in the building stage. Every part has a building stage, and so you're frustrated because you have to go through this building stage. We all get there, right? All kinds of obstacles come, but, you know, basically they're basically turning you from the piece of coal to the diamond. So you're being polished while you're going through here. You're being pressed, you're being polished, you're becoming the diamond. While you're becoming the diamond, you need to celebrate each layer that's making you the diamond. Prime example, you know, when you first get pressed, you need to celebrate and you make it through the first pressing. You need to celebrate that um, reward. Then, you know, you go through the second press and you celebrate that. You go through the third, you go through the fourth, you start turning shiny, you're celebrating that. Then when you become a diamond, you're celebrating that. But the whole time, you need to realize that your mindset needs to be positive. You need to see the positivity in each part of the situation. I am much better at this point right now, even though I'm going through, than I was when I first started. You know, I would be a failure if I never started. I am never a failure as long as I, you know, obstacles are obstacles. That's all they are. They're just obstacles. They're not, they should not be stopping points. They should be learning points. That is a difference. There's a difference between a learning point and a stopping point. And when you hit that learning point, you need to celebrate each of those learning points because you need to acknowledge in your mind that you have grown to another level. And as you hit these obstacles and you go through them, you are learning, you are growing, you are building, you are celebrating these victories, and you are making it into a celebration rather than a pity party. Because that's what, you don't have time for pity parties because pity parties turn into stopping points. We don't have time for pity parties. We have time for learning uh, parties. We have time for celebration. That is what we have time because celebrations equals growth. Celebrations equal positive mindset. Celebrations equal getting closer to our greater. Celebrations equal getting to the goal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's I like how you really talked about that. And here's the thing: for people who are the people who are the most successful are really just the people who've overcome the most obstacles. Because the truth is that most people say they want to be successful, but when things get hard, they're going to stop. And that's what most people are going to do. And the number is 90% of people listening to this call are not going to be successful. And I've heard that number said many times. I've heard many speakers say that. And um, it's something hard to hear. But the truth is that things are going to get hard and you're going to stop. But we know that one out of every 10, and that's the goal to be in that one of every 10, won't stop no matter what the obstacles are. So you can't fail if you never stop. There's no way to fail. It's not possible to fail if you keep going. And as long as you're always moving in the direction of your goals, you're winning. And that's what we really wanted to leave you guys on. And I know it's almost 930, so we have to start winding down our call. And we could talk about this forever. Um, there's more more stories I would have loved to share from my race, and I know, Kina, this is just an area you excel in giving advice on as well, but we're at that point. But, you know, really, really stay the course, and that's just what we want to reiterate tonight. 
if you're looking to do something amazing, if you're looking to really change your life, and if you're listening to this call, you are, right? There's a reason you're listening to a call called Changing Minds Online. It's because you are looking to do something great and make your life better. You know, no matter how hard it seems at times, stay the course, because as long as you're on the course, you're moving towards your goal and you're winning. Wonderful, Jessica. Wonderful. You know, if something we said today resonated with you, please check out our website at Changing Minds. Also, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Tuned In, and of course, we're on YouTube. So come by, visit us, listen to our shows, because we do all these shows for you. And we want to make you get closer to your greater, and we're here to support you. Yeah, and you know what, guys? If you listen to this call live, and, um, you know, I just want to let you know we are going to be doing our first webinar tomorrow. So if you um, want to subscribe to that, just join, go to our website, changingmindsonline.com, and join our mailing list. If you're on our mailing list, you'll get the link to the webinar. So that is our VIP list. So it's for our VIP Changing Minds Online listeners. We have are doing a webinar. So jump on that list and invite anyone who would you think would benefit from it. The um, webinar is going to be on using affirmations and gratitude. As you guys know, Keen and I are experts in, um, in the areas of affirmation and gratitude. We have written a book about it, and we both have used them. And largely, it's really what's responsible for changing our lives. So we're going to be doing a really in-depth um, kind of share with you guys tomorrow night, and you'll get to see us live, um, get to see what we look like tomorrow night. So jump on that if you're not already on our list so you can get that, um, you can get the link to that webinar. Well, we just want to let you know that we love you and we are here for you. And until Thursday night for our Empowering Women series, we hope to see you tomorrow on our webinar and have a blessed day. Good night, everyone. Good night, guys.